When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Hello and welcome to Gig Pigs episode five brackets part two close brackets. Thank you for being the wheat. Out no, of no, the, no, 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 you're not wheat yet. You get your wheat points in about forty minutes. You think some people will listen to all of part one, press play on part two, and then duck out of part two like five minutes in? I'd say this isn't helping our cause. To be sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, we will be giving at the end of this bit a very specific wheat-based catchphrase, uh, which of course you can text us to confirm your official status. I mean, no, no, no actual rewards for that yet, but I think it's good to get that sort of thing going. Man, I used to do Facebook event promos that were so long. I once did one, I think nine paragraphs promoting a work in progress, where at the bottom I said, if you read it this way, please text me this. And the first five people who text me this, I'll bank transfer you a pound. <laughs> and, and two people got in touch. Oh, that is, that's amazing. That's like pre-advertising cookies level yeah. like understanding of your own like return on advert. Like crucially, Jesus. it wasn't like, and I only ended up paying two pounds because a few people texted me being like, ha ha ha, here's the thing, but obviously don't transfer me a pound. Only two people acknowledged it. And that is because in a busy world, people don't want a nine paragraph blurb <laughs> for a work in progress at the Head and Chicken. Stop writing those nine paragraph long <laughs> Facebook event <laughs> descriptions. Thank you very much for listening to part two. Here it is. I realised, having made the inevitable comparison of certainly swathes of the crowd, and on a Friday night as well, to being quite hen I heard you say that to Alex behind me. I heard the word hen Well, I think I probably was saying it in reference to the fact that I got changed in a hurry this morning, came to the gig in a Sash. medium thickness. <laughs> <laughs> I remember sipping his non-alcoholic beer through a penis straw. <laughs> it's quite under in here and I wouldn't change a thing. I'm sorry for trying to start the game of Mr. and Mrs. during the 3.5. Uh, I took off my jumper and my jacket and then realised that I was wearing what looks just when you look at the collar like a white t-shirt, but it's a bit of stag stash ah. from a stag I went to last year in um, B uh, Blackpool um, <laughs> where uh, and my t-shirt says Hooligans 2022 in massive letters on the back so I was like I'm going to put my jacket back on and be hot rather than like, wearing my stag do I didn't think t-shirt. it was too Hendu-y oh, at all. It, it, it wasn't very Hendu-y in its vibe it was like church the amount of like 
reverence at points yeah, and, and what an incredible beautiful. like connection everyone was having i think just because probably by comparison to and it says a lot about some of the things we've been to recently which have been a lot more male heavy it was just much more of a on that split. note we were saying oh like i know that I, I don't just see a collection of women and think hendo <laughs> i must stress <laughs> i'm stressing it and interrupting no. to stress it makes it better i think you see a collection <laughs> a lot of hendos there that's a mum and a sister <laughs> They're just, they're having a coffee. <laughs> Water all Hendo's. It's, it's a fitness class. <laughs> She's doing a maths homework. It's a fitness class. Um, no, but we were saying, like, I think Coco said, oh, I, I wonder if there'd be, like, guys here. Like, it's probably going to be all women. Obviously, we were looking to get laid. <laughs> no, but we, no, no. But we then it's like why would we assume that because of course men just like good music how women like good music and it doesn't really matter isn't yeah it? i had some really good points about self-esteem while i was watching and i thought oh this would be really interesting to bring up this is controversial okay please but i did like the way that they were sort of emasculating themselves or wearing symbols of power like a big suit rather than dressing up like these little sluts. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Absolutely. Fantastic. I'm joking, I'm joking. But rather, no, what I was going to say, and I'm trying to make this point, like if I was you, I'd be able to say it in an eloquent way. But what I think... Yeah, I actually think as a man, challenge declined. As a man, I don't want to say this point <laughs> eloquently. No, no, okay. I'd so rather what, you dance okay, comedically. So what I mean is, I love to see... All of women's bodies lovely, but there definitely is a trend in music and weirdly in comedy now where women are selling a sexualized version of themselves. And I sometimes get quite depressed that I think, why do we need to give that picture of ourselves to sell anything? And some people like to do it and they enjoy to do it good for them but when it's a massive cultural shift in women using their bodies to up sales it is quite depressing and so I loved it that she comes in in a big suit and mm. is adopting a different persona I just in comedy it's weird to me but do, do you think that's what self-esteem is almost deliberately doing throughout the gig where there's all those different outfit changes it's almost like yeah I might dress like that when I want to and I might not and it's like it a wasn't, there was things, one that was know. like a bit sexy but the lights were down low and stuff and that it was still really like it's charged but it's not just charged in one area mm -hmm. of I'm going to make you want to fuck me and I think that's the danger when everything in culture is about women in hardly any clothes and the men in big coats it's like I was only wearing my big coat but to cover up my Hooligans <laughs> t-shirt. But do you know what I mean? You're sort Absolutely of minimizing I mean. women's roles because some singers can like sing amazingly and it's not enough. It's like they also need to be like a fuck magnet or something. Mm. So I liked that she came out in a big suit anyway. You like a slightly bigger head on top of that suit. <laughs> not just her, of course, her three backing singers and dancers. We've been told it's empowering, but we're doing it for the male gaze. Exactly. That's that, the thing. And I think she's like, saying that in a bunch of her lyrics, I yeah. think, right? In the sort of opening song on the album, it's about it's empowering and sexy and desirable for her to be sexy on her own terms and yeah. that like she's I guess directing it to a man that has objectified taken yeah. advantage of yeah. yeah right and then resist the objectification by barking like dogs yes yeah Okay, so the danger is if you're judging women for how they dress, obviously that's dodgy ground. And if women want to look sexy in whichever way they want, of course, great. But when everyone's doing it and it's this cultural sort of 
thing which doesn't feel like it's for the women it feels like it's for the male guys that's my problem with it so if someone's doing something different it's like even from a creativity point of view like every rap video is women grinding around in their bikinis and the men in like full clothes one it's like come on can you see us as like the main event rather than like 100 to 1 which is a problem but also <laughs> like statistically feels like dating in London am I right ladies <laughs> but like but, so that's a problem but even from a creativity point of view it's like we've seen a woman in this bra and knickers come on yeah, 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 dress yeah. as a goose anything but that's my point get a big suit on get blobby on later that's, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But, and more geese in rap videos <laughs> rap you said that word and that was a good word for what that was tonight I think well it was a phenomenal response as I think we'd have expected it to be mm. we were referred to we we were probably not the biggest contributors by some way but we were part of what she described at the end crowd of the tour she turned around to the band and was like am I right crowd of the tour mm. absolutely desperate our friend Matt promoter of an absolutely lovely gig at Dulwich Football Club but in his heart a Swindon Town fan he was there too annoyingly on the other side of the Apollos so we weren't able to share his euphoria but we shared it at the traffic lights afterwards and he said I'm going again next Friday and then I'll be able to find out if she says it to every oh, crowd oh yeah that's a good idea <laughs> yeah, wait for that yeah 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 and if she does fine do you lie to your audience? Do you tell them that they're the best every time? Keep in the moment, stay in the room if you can. That's what I say. Sure, sure. No, you zoom know. out as much as possible. Zoom out and back. No, I say you're the second best gig of this week. Something like that. Keep <laughs> yeah, it real. Yeah, Keep yeah, them yeah, on their toes. Yeah, exactly. But no. I'm gigging loads. These, like yeah, really be like, like, I'm doubling most nights. Yeah. It's about 10 gigs. You're the top 20%. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's good enough, you know. So we were, we were crowd of the tour, allegedly. And from the moment she came on, it was so loud. And there were lots of, both at the ends of songs and sort of pauses in the middle of songs, her standing on a big plinth and just looking out, her hugging her back. Arms raised. So many points where just people went absolutely and Alex and I while contributing to the mm. cheers at one point I think we both put our fingers in our ears because it was so loud oh. and I said to Alex we went to see Napalm Death on Sunday and I'm worrying about getting tinnitus from self-esteem's crowds wow. enthusiasm but as you said that I was just looking at Alex and this isn't exactly a compliment Alex but I <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I can imagine you and this is there's a compliment in there there's a compliment in there <laughs> If you listen close, I can imagine you as a really old man. So I think you're going to make it into later stages of life. Great. What I can about imagine- me? What's my, what's my prognosis? Well, no, no, it's not a prognosis. Well, I, I, just I feel like Lou's not finished no, no, on me no, yet. No, that was it. I can imagine you as an old man. Okay. <laughs> Which, you know, I but can just... What, where's that come from? I don't know. I just, I just, I saw you as an old man. <laughs> well, I was sort of in a sort of on footstool fetal position. You just thought... Well, do you know what I think? You remind me of my uncle Quentin and he's... 80 and I thought I can imagine you as a lovely 80 year old back to the podcast I suppose oh, let's um, do it I can't wait to do the sort of Richard Linklater we podcast again yeah, in 50 yeah, years yeah. Pighood and we all come back and we all come the back same. I'm gone obviously in 50 years no come on well, you can't imagine it can you Louis? you can't imagine it why can't you imagine it? What's happened to me? Well, I don't go around imagining everyone as a wizened old man. It yeah, was just. I, <laughs> I think Alex does have the longer life expectancy. Has Lou no, done that thing missed... where Dorothy tells one no. of the Tin Man or Scarecrow that she'll miss him most of all, and then it's like, what the fuck? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, I didn't. It wasn't a prognosis. I haven't got those powers. Also, self-esteem. The good thing about her is she looks so happy to be there. Mm. She's got real showmanship. The thing I really thought in that tinnitus creating moment which is let's clarify for a second the phrase we put our fingers in our ears it was literally there was such 
euphoria in the room. Yeah. It was genuinely louder than the amplification of the musical instruments for most yeah, of the yeah. gig. It was that... It was that electric. But that moment was so cool because it just, in terms of showmanship, I feel like she was stood there with her backing singers mm. and they just stood still and sort of proud and happy yeah. having completed the song and just stood there and just the applause. It just felt so natural. And it was just like, yeah, of course, we're just going manic for this. We're going wild for this. Yeah. Can you imagine? And you've also got that thing where I think there was a bit of a delay effect for me between even though the album or certainly a few more of the singles came out quite soon after I do this all the time. And also there's her first album, which is great. There was some great stuff from that play tonight, but I, I didn't know that until I went back to it after I do this all the time. But I didn't go straight in on all the other stuff until a bit more recently, you know, all the other singles, things like How Can I Help You and You Forever and fucking Wizardry. And they were so they were so big tonight. Oh my God. They were like huge performances, huge responses. And any suggestion in my own mind, just because maybe my own deep association to this one particular song from a particular time where it's like, oh, we'll have some other great stuff and then we'll have I'll do this all the time. It was like, no, we'll have five or six prime time colossuses. Did you yeah. feel that? Yes, I did. She came out and started with about three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wizardry Sorry. felt like in a really good way. It felt like there was an extra... You don't have to give it its radio title, Alex. It's 1am. <laughs> Fucking wizardry. <laughs> Greg James calls it wizardry. We don't. <laughs> 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 was fucking wizardry oh, another season for him. <laughs> it was uncomfortable look for I'm him. an 80 year old man called Quentin I don't <laughs> I don't drop F-bombs lightly in my dotage um, fine uh, sense of the artist we've been F-ing. to see if you say effing <laughs> this jeffing wez- wizardry effing <laughs> <laughs> and jeffing wizardry <laughs> um, so that was just like an epic at the beginning it felt like mm. it was even longer than the the arm version it was brilliant so we met at the distillers we had a nice time we sung on the way out we went into the apollo we faffed about for about 10 minutes there was a little bit of politics about where we were going to stand i'd like to give a quick shout out before we get back to how amazing effing and jeffing wizardry was <laughs> to the fact that you got drinks i think for everybody realized when you brought them to the group that you'd forgotten kate and turned around just immediately and did the whole bar queue again yes to bring back You've kate two to. drinks yeah and she didn't want the two drinks it's worth saying because then she could only put one hand up in the air and she had to hold them very awkwardly so if anything <laughs> <laughs> you burdened kate <laughs> yeah yeah you should have seen how much she was dancing before before you came back with her two drinks. She was having such a lovely time. She could have drank them a bit quicker or given one away. That would That's have been very true. Yeah, she didn't help she didn't herself. Help herself. No, 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 no. But tip them on the floor. Tip them over your own head. It was you ecstatic know. being there. A very, charisma- very charismatic, though. Very charismatic girl. Oh, I'll yeah. say that on record. Oh, you know, I'll say that right here, right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was a point in the night where we thought we'd be blessed with that charisma on tape. Yes. Uh, but she got the tube home in the end. No. Fine. Well, that's how charismatic she is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take your two drinks. She knows home, her worth. <laughs> <laughs> No fee. Okay, it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Piccadilly in the essential for me. So so yes, yeah, so, so you, you you got you got many drinks and it was very nice. And then it started and she came on and they played Prioritized Pleasure and then they played Jeffing Wizardry. Yeah, and then they played a third. How can you remember? Did you hate notes? I bat myself to remember at least a couple of them, but I have already checked the set list and I'm actually annoyed. I can't remember the third one. It was just she was just moving through. I've got it. Moody, Moody was. Excellent. I don't know titles and I will not learn them. And that doesn't matter. And you know what? I will learn it if it's something like effing wizardry. 
because it's obvious. I've sort of had my cake and eat it by saying that our job with this podcast isn't just to go through the gig song by song, but with this, the memory is so fresh and I thought every part of it was so exciting that I do kind of want to do that a bit. <laughs> the fact that they came out in the big suits and then did about four bangers and then costume change, the band putting on like... What do we do? Sort one, of skin tight, sort of. Yeah. The, the word gimp was used by someone, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's fine. A touch of the gimp, be lovely. A touch of the gimp, <laughs> it's theatrical. Yes. Not more theatrical than the gimp. And then she came out and played it. Absolutely banging, very ravey song. I hadn't heard that one. No, and I was looking around going, have I not done my research here? But I think people no, no, are enjoying this, but don't know what to sing along to. Yeah. It's a stomper. Yeah. I looked it up afterwards. It's on, it's on set list FM, listed as Mother. So I typed in Mother Self-Esteem into Google and I got an article entitled A New Study Looking at What Becoming a Mother Does to Your Self-Esteem. Nah. Like, nope, not that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found another article about self-esteem debuting two new songs on this tour. Oh, wow. So it's, it's a yeah. new direction. Well, she, also that one and another one, which I think was a new one, were very different styles. And a lot of her songs, you can really tell it's her but the two of those ones were really really different I felt like it's quite lush I would say a lot of her other stuff in a good way I mean I suppose stick I'm maybe to the old do. style <laughs> no, no 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 I don't mean that well you get you get used to something don't you but then that lovely what was the other song that I hadn't heard that was like you forever has got a very ravey like you've been running around in my head all day you've been mm. running around in my and she had these huge drums all the way through there was one song where she was actually whacking a huge drum herself yeah give but it a go. even when it was just her drummer it was loud and quite electronic it's like a sort of ravey bit as well like you could imagine a, a banging remix tearing up print Ooh. works <laughs> in its final two months <laughs> So with a catalogue so full of inspiring, motivational, funny mm. and sad lyrics, not that we might necessarily have known or remembered all of them, there was lots to cling on to message-wise at the gig. Yes. I actually couldn't hear very much of what she was saying in between I the songs. I couldn't. I couldn't. And that's the problem with the sound. It's a shame because I was like, it's all going to be so poetic and grateful yeah. and moving. And that's the one thing. I caught a little bit of a speech about how we're born at the bottom of a mountain and we die at the top of a mountain. Yes. Did you catch that? Yeah, what was did, it? Did you relate it, to that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I think know. I could only hear about 60%, 70% yeah. of what she was saying. I don't there was a joke because everyone laughed and I thought I'd love to be in on this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here, I'm in the room. I, I can't believe I'm not in on this. I know. To be fair, we get a fairly yeah. large amount of control over that in most of our working so. lives. Yeah. <laughs> I hate being outside of the joke for like, just even a second. Mm. Also, just, I don't know if we've said it quite uh, enough, but she, the live vocals were just amazing. Yes. I just, it really, a lot of shivers down my spine, a lot of, yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah. songs. It's, I was just like, how are you nailing this that big, that loud, and that sort of bang on, yeah. the, like, note perfect. I'll tell you how she's nailing it, by saving all of her projection during the mid-song chat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the dancing as well was so good. She, like, it was so, like, and she'd join in, and then they'd go and get each other, and then they'd come up the steps, and the other ones would follow, and they'd give it a little hug and run down again. <laughs> lovely was great. to was great. a lovely little, lovely use of a sort of, what would you call it, just, like, some steps on on the yeah. stage the production values weren't massively high but you didn't need them to be the songs spoke for themselves friendship friendship absolutely There's nothing I loved, there was friendship. a lot of exactly there was a lot of intra band camaraderie mm. between yeah. each the songs and it was lovely ten I, bangers did six you, friends did three you, steps <laughs> that's all you need that's all and you a need. disco ball and a disco ball inside someone let Beyonce know um, <laughs> I, 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 I put I, some clothes on <laughs> I actually love Beyonce and she cannot set a foot wrong in my uh, eyes uh, uh, I uh, love her so much imagine if she did it in a tracksuit though 
no no actually for Beyonce it's a bit different it's like she's not like young I, being molded like by the industry you know what I mean she's not like could I just interrupt mm. could I interrupt you he says interrupting you can I interrupt the hen party <laughs> the can I interrupt the hen party for a second because I could just stag up this hen for a second by talking uh, I really hope that it's clear that I'm aware of the difference between Beyonce and what you've been talking uh, about previously you. yeah yeah for you no I was worried that um We've all got our worries, apart from old man Keely, of course. He's just sat there not swearing and keeping his powder dry. <laughs> Come on, Quentin. Cancel yourself. It's nearly two. <laughs> did you? Uh, did you want to be in a band when you watched tonight? Very much so. And did you think that you might go to enroll in dance class? <laughs> Lou pulled me aside halfway through the gig and I think said... I need to make my shows more theatrical. Is that, yeah, is that a phrase thinking, he said? I want to, I'd love to just dance along and sing. And I want to be in self-esteem's band, basically. Yeah. But I think it might be too late for me. I would say the last year I've got into dancing more than any other point in my life. And though I obviously still, I'm sure, an embarrassing dancer, people are very keen to encourage you that just enjoying yourself is half the battle. Yeah. And I am enjoying myself so much more than I used to. That's Not really at the self-esteem nice. gig because you don't want to throw yourself into people. But just in general. What are some of your moves? If you don't mind um, me asking. Well, I've been very inspired by videos Dermot O'Leary puts on Instagram of himself dancing to some of his own choices on Radio 2, which is exactly <laughs> the kind of tongue-in-cheek, medium-height ceiling that I want to set myself. I don't think I'm going to be in self-esteem's band, but I do think that I could look as... You, you backstage, know. Birmingham Glee, Letter the Pair playing and going mental while yeah. filming a selfie mode and then uploading it to stories. Uh, I think that's sort of thing. While my crowd waits for the show they've paid for. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love it, Lou. Mm. And some comics, and I don't know if this fits, where this fits into your sort of axis of hating what other comics, especially female comics, do. Uh, but I, uh, some, some comics are dancing when you come into their show at Edinburgh like that. Yeah, like lovely. I love stage. that. I, I love that. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to be doing that this fringe, but I am going to do a, a late night DJ show at Edinburgh where people, I'm going to ask people to come and DJ, but I dare say I'll be on stage for a lot of that and I might even let myself have a bit of a dance oh let yourself off the, the hook you always on the hook please come and please come and get um, the hook with me oh don't please don't say you've misunderstood me I feel vowel about saying anything I, I swear I should never say anything serious this is the other thing I only will I consume female books the books by women authors and music by women uh, comedy obviously I hate those bitches <laughs> <laughs> move over <laughs> but <laughs> come to Lou at home and she sat at home like with the sort of Margaret Atwood book next to her as she watches a Mock the Week episode from 2008 <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> well is it bedtime have we got enough <laughs> we can we talk about Mr Blobby we've got to talk about Blobby we've got to talk about Blobby Blobby at the end he took the last bow. That's not polite, is it? I thought that was odd. So yeah. I got a text from a friend of mine about an hour before saying, I'm at self-esteem and Mr. Blobby is here. And I didn't give it that much thought because we were sort of meeting up and trying to concentrate on each other's company. But I was like, what is that? The person who plays Mr. Blobby is here, but somehow people know who that is and as a thing. Yeah. And then Mr. Blobby came out on stage with self-esteem in the encore. And I was like, oh, right. Which means he's here to do the gig but apparently he'd been wandering around in the bar oh, imagine wow. being at the bar an Amazing. hour before self-esteem and Blobby's at the bar and then like 
<laughs> and then you're just like, is, is Blobby a fan? Is Blobby here if he's at the bar? Because they work together. Because I saw her posting something, this TV thing that she did and Blobby was on it. So I think that's how they met each other. Because oh, she was like, I best see. day of my life. But does Blobby have to go as Blobby to... Well, no, I think Blobby shouldn't have been at the bar because you're ruining the <laughs> surprise at the end. If you're Blobby, that's a big reveal, right? That's a yeah, big... Yeah, well, it ruined it for my friend Lily. Well, yeah, of course, Blobby blobbing around the bar. I mean, just... And then coming back out, as you say, for the, did the encore with them and then came out for the last bow. It's like, come on, Blobby. Come on, Blobby. <laughs> it's not called Blobby's Night. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're getting Blobby at other nights or was that a... I think, I think a one-off. Is that a one-off? Yeah, I think it's a one-off. You can't get blobby every night, can you? Also, nice to have someone different. I love when bands do that, actually, when they bring... It's not the same in comedy. It'd be like, oh, I've got some more acts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, in- the band comes on. What other what other support... Black what- Midi. We went to see Black Midi. It's a very cool young band. Mm, and yeah. on another night from the night we went to see them, Harry Hill came on and did a Cardi B rap with them. <laughs> Oh my God, was that's last week. really crossing the streams. Yeah. I meant more like musicians when they bring their, like at a festival, they'll always bring someone else on and be like, oh, and then they'll do a duet together. And you're like, you've practiced it for us? Yeah. It's lovely. There's been a lot of like Taylor Swift coming out at like a particular 1975 gig or whatever. Yeah. But then it's, you know, it's difficult. It's the like, um, Love people it. then are getting stressed about like a 1975 fan on a different night being like, Oh, I could have got Taylor and I didn't get Taylor yeah, that. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. the only the only downside of that is like that's literally what happened at the Bonivet gig I went to in October. Bonivet did two nights at Wembley Arena. We went, it was brilliant, the following night at Taylor Swift. We were all just texting each other and being like, we went on the wrong night. Mm, oh, yeah. Went on Taylor night. Yeah. And for me, well, we, a regret oriented man, it was ruined. But this <laughs> is the problem with life. We always think there's more and we're never just happy there is with more, what we've though. got. There's a problem. Yeah. There is there's more. There's <laughs> well, there's a lot more for Keely. It's not so much for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind the riff actually that I've got decades more than I've ever to live actually at the end of the day this podcast doesn't really take off after I die people are like uh, first we thought it was just admirable that Alex continued gig pigs after Ivo's death but then we realised it was actually much better uh, how would you like me to change the podcast image in that event <laughs> do, I, do I I think I actually like the idea of leaving it but there's quite a crude sort of Berlin war wet sepia to the left and then still full colour to the right oh, with me on oh just like where his face is just put skull and crossbow (laughs) but then I think the casual browser was thinking maybe pirate themed or something I think it's got to be really um, really clear (laughs) maybe just an X pirate themed scribbled out also you (laughs) scribbled out like like a um, like an ex lover yeah yeah (laughs) really get tongues wagging as to what happened Lou, what was your favourite bit of the gig? And is there a song or a guest? You've, you've already made a claim for sort of being anti-completist, so you probably will reject the notion of like, what more could you have had? Maybe you have a full five, you've had enough. Favourite but- songs. Well, my favourite song was Fucking Wizardry, I think. You just you just wanted me to say fucking wizardry more yeah, because I you do, find yeah, it really funny yeah. that I'm not yeah. I'm your uncle Quentin who's not swearing properly. Yeah. Well, I really want to know the song that you missed that wasn't there because it may be one of my favourites but I wouldn't have noticed. So it's been a while was a song that I on the way to the gig listened to five times in a row. I just kept rewinding at the end of it. I was just like, this is amazing. This is like one of my new favourite songs. Full stop. Let alone just by self esteem. And I was like, well, obviously that's a shoe in to be played yeah and not only was it not played tonight fm i think they've never played it is there a case for a strongly worded letter 
<laughs> is this uh, the first that we tag in the artist specifically saying keely's here you know the main demo for the gig <laughs> <laughs> here with the hen party absolutely livid <laughs> um i would love for them to play that yeah, yeah. Uh, another time i don't know if they've got a reason maybe it's the women not. were making more noise the men were spending more time thinking about album tracks they didn't play yeah there's gender, <laughs> there's oh. gender. <laughs> i hate to be in that toxic well, binary is- yeah and you will be for the next 50 years <laughs> i would say that i have got such a deep emotional relationship with i do this all the time that i found it very moving and i also i wanted to take a short video of it it was pretty uh videoing free gig for me but i was like oh quick video of this bit and then i thought well am i having an emotional connection to the song or am i videoing it and i videoed the very last bit put it on instagram cheapened it further and then the line following the end of the song that i videoed is about i wasn't checking my phone for one minute and i was like <laughs> Oh, got that bit, got that bit on my phone. Then. That's, that's good. That's brilliant. Oh um, no! Another highlight which I didn't video was "How Can I Help You," which was the most drum heavy of the whole thing. And she went and banged a big drum, and then at the end of it, she just tossed her drumsticks away. And that was mine and my friend Matt's favourite bit of the gig. I <laughs> loved that. Um, and she's done a couple of songs with the band Django Django, who Alex and I love. And there's a recent one uh, called "Complete Me," which I really like. But she didn't play that, so that would sort of be my maybe my recommendation. That song and the band Django Django and also the song that I would have been intrigued to have heard. My recommendation this week, there was another song Self-Esteem played, I think towards the end, that really positively reminded me of the musician Caroline Rose and particularly a song Genie Becomes a Mum. I think it was just like one instrument playing around in a similar way. And I, uh, Caroline Rose is really great, cool, funny musician. I'd recommend her. Okay. You haven't just recommended it, Alex. We're hopefully pigging in June. We're hopefully pigging in June. Pigs away. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have got a recommendation. It's music for cats. So if your cat doesn't like music because they hear in a different way to us and they can hear a lot more, let's put it that way. So one man called David, and I hate to recommend a man, so sorry about that. But David <laughs> T-A-T-E-I-E. He's teamed up with the National Symphony Orchestra and some animal scientists to develop some music for cats. Only, of course, useful if you have got cats. <laughs> but it's a big swathe. Mm. It was so, so fun going to that with you. What a treat. Thank, thank you so you. much for no, suggesting thank, it. Thank you. Thank you for suggesting it and thank you for bringing me. And I feel bad that you got my ticket, actually. That'd be ridiculous, Lou. You've got a massive drinks order in. Yeah. Also, I hope this comes across in the right way rather than just being sort of tight-fisted or patronising. But that concert was, I think, £25. It was fantastic. It was fantastic anyway. But it's bang for... In this day and age where you go to the Amsterdam with Apollo, I'm thinking, it's £38. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that doesn't sound like a huge thing, but I, I was... That's you know, amazing. I bought them a couple of months ago. I'd forgotten. I was just sort of, I found it delightful to look at it and be like, oh. Do you know what I love when acts keep their prices reasonable? Mm. It's not forcing people out of the market. Which, and it just means that, like, that's the sort of show that I would genuinely love to go to that again with my girlfriends. Mm. And at £25, so why not? Yeah. So thank you very much on that front as well, self esteem, for making it cheaper for us to take Lou Sanders to you it was wonderful (laughs) shout out to Self Esteem and shout out to Self Esteem's amazing band yeah wonderful business really nice stuff one of my favourite gigs well 
since I saw her last time. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Thanks, Lou. Lou. Thanks for having it's me. It's been a delight. Good luck with the sisterhood. Bye-bye. So that was episode five with Lou Sanders, part two. Congratulations on making it through. You are what you wheat. <laughs> Do you know what that means? <laughs> you are wheat. Yeah. Hashtag you are what you wheat with a W and an H. Absolute disaster zone. I asked for some more time to think of a catchphrase. You actually suggested one based on self-esteem, and I was like, no, nah, wheat's going in there. <laughs> anyway, um, email you are what you wheat to <laughs> gigpigspodcast at gmail.com, and you will get no bank transfer, but a warm, fuzzy feeling that I guess you listen to a podcast. <laughs> I just think if you want your email to rise to the top of the gigpigs correspondence pile, brackets, a correspondence pile we've addressed several times without reading out any of the emails, apart from one asking me for money. Well, <laughs> <laughs> It's a theme. No, not asking me for money, saying that I was a bit slow to pay money. We might come back to that as well. Um, but uh, we are going to be going through a few more of these emails. Not that we've got a ludicrously bulging mailbag that we need to sort of have a way of sifting. But if the email says, I am what I wheat at the top of it, we'll feel like we've created a community. <laughs> Is there room for one more community in the pod sphere? <laughs> so that's good. And that'll be feel like fun and whimsical before we start creating our wheat-based Patreon tiers. <laughs> I feel like we covered a lot of ground in that self-esteem episode on all sorts of things that I genuinely would love some correspondence about. And what a fun episode that was. What a fun gig. It was comment upon we had Mr. Blobby oh, yeah. join Rebecca Lucy Taylor and band on stage <laughs> during one of the later songs. I was talking to a friend the other night who went to see self-esteem at one of the later, I think the last day of the tour, the last Hammersmith Apollo appearance. A funny thing that she observed is that obviously... Rebecca Lucy Taylor is, I suppose, a millennial, but she's communicating across the generations. She's got a big Gen Z following as oh, well. Yeah. Hindus of all ages are welcome. <laughs> um, and, and so my friend overheard some younger sort of Gen Z people in front of her <laughs> oh, talking, man. and they're too young for Blobby. So when Blobby came out, they just had like no idea who, yeah, yeah. who that Quite was. Quite an unsettling I think sort what, of visual as well. I believe they described him as a naked mole rat. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so funny. It's so funny to bring on because Blobby is one of the people you can bring on in this sort of mad cultural looking back zeitgeist that you can bring him on with no context. But also you can't. Like, what is seeing Blobby with no context? It's quite mad. I mean, we have to accept the passage of time. And I believe just this week, I think they've announced in other Edmunds and the passage of time news, deal or no deal is coming back, but with Stephen Mulhern. Right, so right. things are different now. Um, <laughs> and obviously I'm not a fan of that. But I even felt listening back to the episode, and of course we are aware that sometimes in our breathless recounting of gigs that often you, the listeners, weren't at, and which we, for legal reasons, can't even provide sound clips from, we do occasionally just sort of quite casually describe things happening without really providing much context because <laughs> you get bogged down in context. And there's a point where just at the end we say to Lou something like, then Blobby comes out. <laughs> and like, we, we, we say that with firstly the expectation as discussed that people just know who Blobby is and that that'll be just a normal thing. That <laughs> And then we get to the Blobby part of the evening, of course, whereas actually it was a ludicrous thing to happen. And he is a naked mole rat. And we did think he milked the ovation at the very end of the show but I still think it's worth saying that if any top wheaters want to get in touch with other <laughs> improbable mole rats or other guests that have popped up at music gigs you've been to whether on stage or even glimpsing them in full uniform in the bar beforehand we'd love to hear about that <laughs> and then also please get in touch with us if you've got any particular 
height organizing order based take it to us before you take it to the dragons and you know I, I think as someone who thinks constantly about the dragons like, I can really finesse that idea for you yeah if you, if you want to fundamentally change the way gigs are organized by height I'm very intrigued and that I keep emphasizing is very generous of me I'm 6'1 the status quo serves me well across the board have you ever been referred to as crowd of the tour by an artist have you ever had a sense that you've been paid a compliment that was actually being told to all the other crowds although we have an anecdotal evidence now that certainly at the other event in Apollo date, self-esteem did not say crowd of the tour. So maybe we were. Oh. We were. Oh, also in reference to your chat with Lou, Alex, um, how old do you think you're going to live to? Uh, <laughs> do you, do you, I'd like to think, certainly pushing on into my 80s or possibly younger, but only what younger if it's like a societal collapse. I'm fine with younger, if, but I would be disappointed with a sub-80. Bat- batting school you'd be disappointed with a non-societal sub-80 yeah yeah i want it to be i want it to be an us problem not a me problem that i'm dead whereas i is discussed absolutely bang up or whatever um but yes if you'd like to reference him with your own mental age projected life expectancy and whether you think it has any link with whether you refer to songs which have a swear word in the title by their name e.g fucking wizardry or whether you say despite recording a podcast in a breathless 1am fugue state new wizardry Uh, Do you self-censor when talking about swears? Are you Greg James or are you Johnny Rotten? (laughs) That's my... I really really enjoyed Ivo reaching for who that would be in the moment. I did not know how that sentence would end. Well, I'm aware that it's a pretty, pretty miserable... If you think Blobby is a dated reference point, my reference for counterculture is Johnny Rotten, but specifically it is about them swearing on the Billow Grundy show or something. Thing. The right, sex right, person right, did right. swear. It stands up, Alex. It, it stands, stands up. up. But it was, it was you were a man who I think four words before did not know what word he was going to say. At the, yeah, the and I'm sorry I won't put you in those kind of situations again. No, I loved it. The thrill. It was exhilarating. <sighs> thank you for listening. We can now truly say thank you for listening to the two parts of the Self-Esteem podcast, which we had such a pleasure recording. We prioritised that pleasure all the way back to my flat. (laughs) See you next week. See you next week. Keep it like media. And of course, Foxes and Hedgehogs with the lovely music. Lou Sanders, the lovely guest. Ivo Graham and Alex Keeley, your co-hosts. Also touring this, brackets their stand-up all of the time. Sorry to end on a plug. Goodbye. Hello and welcome to the trailer of Oh My Dog with me, Jack D. And me, Sean Walsh. In our new weekly podcast, we'll be revealing the most intimate, ridiculous details of our relationships with our beloved dogs. I have the delightful, spirited Mildred Barrett, who is a cockapoo. Yeah, my streetwise best friend is Dolly, the long-haired chihuahua that we rescued. (laughs) We'll be asking the all-important questions like, does your dog sleep in your bed? Do you let your dog kiss you on the mouth? And what voice do you use when you're speaking to your dog? Come here, give you the squeezes and give you the rubby bellies because you're the morning. What are you doing? What are you doing, Sean? I'm doing the voice that I use to speak to Mildred. Oh, thank goodness for that. We'll also get our equally dog obsessed guest. What are you doing? I'm carrying on with the trailer. I know that you speak to Dolly with a voice. Do the voice. I'm not. 
I'm not. No, I'm not going to do that now. I'm going to do get the on. voice. We want to hear the voice. Hello, my darling. Have you been a good girl today? Have you, what are you going to do? Have you missed me? Have you missed me? Good girl. <laughs> it's not funny. It's how I talk to her. Don't, don't mock it. Over the coming weeks, you'll be hearing from the likes of Jonathan Ross, Amanda Abingdon and Sarah Cox about their faithful four-legged friends. Make sure you subscribe now so you don't miss our first episode on Monday the 6th of March. You are very much part of the podcast too, so get in touch by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com or follow us on Instagram at omdpod. If you are not in the queue and you are waiting, then step to the side. You got in touch, you said, yeah, sorry, mate, you didn't seem like yourself the other day. You've only met me three times. The self-service checkout. I don't care what you're called. I'm not getting tricked into working here. People at festivals in those stupid jester hats. But do you know what a snake's penis looks like? £2.69 <laughs> for a bottle of water. Why is your Wi-Fi Social code ten characters long? People do their shoes off. I don't care Boot if you're watching. Boots cut jeans. What's upset you now? Hello, I'm Paul McCaffrey. And I'm Sean Wall. And we are the hosts of the hit podcast, What's Upset You Now? Each episode is only 15 minutes long. That is perfect for your commute. Absolutely perfect. What, a little 15-minute bus drive to work? Stick an episode of What's Upset You Now on? What's it all about, Sean? Well, me and Paul and a big-name comedy guest such as Tom Allen or Rob Beckett or Josh Widdicombe will rant about what has got our goat that week for only 15 minutes. All those little things, like, for example, do you know Gatwick Airport are now charging you £5 to get dropped off at their door? And now the sun's back out and people are off doing yoga in the park again. <laughs> New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. What's upset you now with me, Paul McCaffrey. And me, Sean Walsh. Hello, Tom Allen here. And Susie Ruffle. We have a podcast called Like-Minded Friends. It's very much a celebration of, I don't know, what would you say, Suze, being queer? Being queer, but also chit-chat. There's loads of straight people that love it, so I think that you should come along and listen to it. There's something for everybody. It's been described as white noise for gays, but also we had a lovely section about Glade plugins. <laughs> so why don't you listen to it? Search Like-Minded Friends wherever you get your podcasts. That sounded quite professional, didn't it? Mm.